0: 30, verse 13 through 18. Isaiah 30, verse 13 through 18. And this really is a teaching for all of us. This is is so uh, pertinent for all of us, no matter what your age or stage in life is. And I want you to look at this reading with me tonight. Now, I'm going to be reading out of a different translation than yours. Uh, but I'll try to announce each verse as I get there. Amen. Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 13 through 18. Now, first things first, understand that this was God talking to the rebellious Israel. Amen. Israel just they were real cyclical in their relationship with God. They would be on top of things. Then they would fall off the cliff and they change their mind. Then they would kind of repent, get back on top. Then they'd fall off the cliff again. That, that has just been their trend historically. And you see them in one of their rebellious states tonight. Uh, and look at what God says to them. This, this is what God is saying to them in Isaiah 30, verse 13 through 18. He says, this sin will become for you like a high wall cracked. Everybody say cracked, cracked, cracked and bulging that collapses suddenly and in an instant. It will break in pieces, listen to this, like pottery shattered so mercilessly that among its pieces not a fragment will be found for taking coals from a hearth or scooping water out of a cistern. Now, catch the poetry here. He says there'll be so many fine pieces of brokenness because of their sins, that they will not even be able to hold water. They won't, you know, coals out of a, a fire, a hearth is what he's saying. After coal has been disintegrated, he says, Your container will be so cracked, it won't be able to hold the coal. Isn't that something? Somebody say, Now that's a disaster. That's that's what we call a broken life, a broken situation. So God says in verse 15, and we're going to hone in on this later on, he says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. The Holy One of Israel says in repentance and rest is your salvation and quietness and trust is your strength. Watch this. But you would have none of it. God says, I wanted to do so much for you. I wanted to bless you. I wanted to favor you. But in your rebellion, you'd have none of it. Verse 16 You said, No, we will flee on horses. How I many know oh, sometimes we think we get in the way? So then God answers them. He says, Therefore you will flee. <laughs> you said, We will ride off on swift horses. He says, Therefore your pursuers will be swift. Verse 17, a thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you will flee away till you are left like a flagstaff on a mountaintop, like a banner on a hill. That would mean isolated. Watch this, though. Somebody say, here's the good news. So you never want to stop with the bad news. There's good news. The Bible says in verse 18, yet the Lord longs to be gracious. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up and show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. I want to be gracious to you. And we're going to enjoy this teaching tonight. I I want you to look at your neighbor and just be honest and candid with him. Just tell him, tell him God wants to bless you. To be gracious means to be favored of God, to be empowered of God. I want to be gracious to you. I want to extend mercy to you. I want to do great things in and for you. And there is one way for me to do that. That is through repentance. The Bible says this sin will come up like a high wall. Verse 13, cracked and bulging that collapses suddenly and in an instant. I want to teach tonight from the thought, cracks. We're going to talk about cracks tonight, and it's not a depressing message. It's a message to help, but we're going to talk about cracks. And more emphatically tonight, ultimately, I'm going to help us on how to sure up the cracks, how to seal up the breach walls, if you will. I, if you got the video this week, I, I told you how the Holy Spirit kept saying to me all week that term, or that word, excuse me, cracks. He just kept saying that word to me. And sometimes when God wants me to teach something, uh, he'll give me a term, a phrase or a word, and then he'll challenge me to search the scripture to find it. So he gave me the word crack and, and I just kept hearing that word and I knew it could have a a, duff, a bunch of meanings and a duff, di- different ideologies behind it. But then I got in my word and I dug in and I did some research and I found it in Scripture and Isaiah 30 and and, and the Holy Spirit, verse 13, said, aha, (laughs) there it is. He says, this sin will come up before you like a high wall, cracked and bulging. And so I'll just start off by saying that cracks are breaches in a wall. Cracks are unwanted seams in your life. Now, whenever a person has a crack, whenever a person has a breach, uh, whenever a person has a scene in, in their life, please understand that it starts out small. It's so insignificant. It's so fine. You follow me? It, it, it is such something that you overlook. You, you pay no attention to it at first. But if you'll know over time, that crack gradually but surely widens. If I can give you a quick example, when First Lady and I built our house, our house happens to have a basement in it. And in that basement, there are cracks or there were cracks. And the contractor, by default, whenever you build a basement, they put joints in it to take pressure off the house because they expect the house to shift. So they know it's going to be some shifting. So they automatically build squares into your basement joints to, if you will, compensate for the normal shifting that comes as a house settles. Anybody ever seen a house settle? Nail pops, things like that. That's one of the reasons why you probably shouldn't paint your house the first year. Right. You wait for it to settle. So, you know where the nail pops would be and you can repair that and all that kind of good stuff. Well, in our uh, basement, there were hairline cracks and you see no one was concerned because the foundation guy was real clear. You should expect these. These are normal. When you have concrete, you are going to have a degree of cracks. The problem came when those cracks got the size of quarters. You see, when those cracks got the size of gaping holes, we knew that we were not just dealing with normal settling. You follow me? We knew we weren't just dealing with something that just comes with the territory of a new home. We understood that those cracks indicated that something was broken and out of order. So it is in our life, y'all, when we when we have cracks and we pay no attention to them. The bottom line is there is something of a deeper nature that is broken and out of order that we have got to give attention to unless that foundation be totally breached. Are you with me tonight? So what did we have to do? We had to call the foundation people. They had to come in with saws, cut the concrete, put epoxy in it, all kinds of things to uh, mitigate the problem. They got down in there, made sure that that concrete was now solid. And today there are no cracks. What are we saying? Had we not paid attention to the cracks, it wouldn't have bothered us this year. It wouldn't have bothered us next year. But catch up with us in five years and see what our foundation would have been like. God is saying to you tonight, if you don't deal with the hairline cracks in your life, if you don't deal with the hairline cracks in your marriage, amen. You don't deal with the hairline cracks, amen. We're going to talk about this in attitude. The hairline cracks, young people, and how you respond to authority. Amen. The hairline cracks, adults, and what you watch on TV. The hairline cracks and how you manage your money. Come on, somebody. If you don't deal with those things now, what is so small and insignificant today will gradually but surely create a major problem, a major issue. I could give you so many examples. In New Orleans, the story is told that engineers had been telling New Orleans for years that the levees that circled the city are not appropriate for holding back water, y'all. They had been telling them that. In fact, there were specials. If you do your history and research, there were specials that had been released on TV on the definite hurricane that would occur in New Orleans at some point, and the city would be totally destroyed. How I many you know? Everybody still went on with Mardi Gras. The Bible says as it was in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marrying and doing everything, having fun, doing what they do, paying no attention to the fact. And if you've ever been to that city, it's literally under sea level. I've been there a ton of times. And when you go to New Orleans, understand when you get close to the Mississippi River, there's a levee. And y'all, you're standing here and the water is up there. That's the way the city is built. That's why they call it the Crescent City. It's a bowl, literally. So all they had been needing all this time and stay with me. Somebody say he just in the introduction. All they needed was one breach in any part of that levee, any part of that wall. And there would have been total disaster. And so it was. Thousands of people lost their lives. Thousands of people lost their property. Y'all, I've been to the city since Katrina. And to this day, it's still not built back. Are you following me? All of that, because on a fateful Bible study night, when Pastor Gabe was doing a teaching on pay attention to cracks, somebody ignored and said it's too hot to listen. Slap your neighbor high five and tell him I'm going to listen tonight. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm getting my cracks in order tonight. Somebody shout hallelujah. (laughs) Again, it starts out small, but then it expands. It gets worse. I want you to understand, though, in the spirit realm, a crack, write this down, is an opportunity for the enemy to get in. See, in the spirit realm, there are cracks as well. You hear me pray sometimes on on Sunday. I say, God, open up a portal out of the heavenlies. Release the angels down. I pray in the spirit. I take us up. We pray thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. We release ministering angels. Hebrews chapter one Well, understand in the spirit realm. Anytime you have a crack and you are unaware of that crack, there is a place for the enemy to get busy in your life. Go with me now to Ephesians four. keep your Bible divider, please, at Isaiah 30, because we got to go back there. Go with me to Ephesians 4, verse 26 through 27. And let's see if we can't put some sealant in these breach walls tonight. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 26 through 27, it says, be angry, yet do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. We can stop parenthetically there. We're not talking about anger tonight. But how many know anger is not a sin? It's what you do with it. Married couples, if we learn how to be angry and and, and instead of taking our wrath out on each other, learn the value of 30 minutes and talking later. Putting it down and talk about it later. Baby, I'm not in the mood right now. Can we pick this up later? Now, you are angry, but guess what? You didn't sin. Learn the value of good communication when you get mad that you don't have to go there. Amen. Amen. Did you know we don't have to have an argument? Right. So he says, be angry and do not sin. But we're not dealing with that tonight because verse number 27 says, and do not give the devil a foothold. Don't give the devil a crack. Now, let's define what a foothold is. Now, I'm helping you tonight if you stay with me. A foothold, if you're writing, is a place where a person's foot can be lodged to support them securely, especially while climbing. I'm going to give you that definition again, Sekou. A foothold, we got to build on a foundation tonight, is a place where a person's foot can be lodged to support them securely, especially while climbing. Now, have you ever seen rock climbers, mountain climbers? What do you notice they do as they're climbing? They climb these top, top, high mountains. Notice they try the rock first before they take the next step. They make sure the next rock they're stepping on is sturdy enough because they don't want to put their foot on a rock and then come tumbling down. Well, what does Satan do in your life? He tries your rock. He wants to see if he can get in the crack. I'm going to try you in this particular area, and I'll show you the areas he tries you in in just a second. I'm going to try you in that area. I'm going to try you in this area. And if you, by default, lower your guard and allow me to get in that crack, I'll know I can stay in your life securely. Because now I got a foothold and I'm not going nowhere. See, you don't let doubt come in. I got a foothold. You don't let unbelief come in. I'm in now. I got I got a y'all with me. I got a, I got a foothold. Oh, this is a good one. We'll get here in a second. You don't let condemnation rule you today about something you did last year. I got a foothold, and I'm gonna work that foothold because that's what I've been wanting. I need a crack, a breach in your life. What is a foothold? A secure position from which further progress may be made. Ah. A secure position, young people, by which further progress can be made. Secure position. So now that I got in the crack in your life, I can gradually but surely turn an eighth of an inch crack into a half of an inch crack into a full inch crack. And if I stay there long enough, I'm going to have a foot. Y'all know the saying, you give the devil an inch, he will take a mile. If you let the devil ride, he going to want to drive. Now, none of those sayings are in the Bible, but they are true. Are you with me tonight? No, they're true. You know, I mean, all slogans aren't bad. Y'all, when praises go up, blessings do come down. You know, I know, you know, some of us grew up Baptists. you know. Now, stop quoting God works in mysterious ways. We don't need that one. Take the mystery out of God. Whatsoever thing you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. So take all the mystery out of God. The only mystery you want in God is when he's doing something extra special for you that you don't know of. But don't don't confess that. Confess that God is moving on my behalf in my finances. No mystery. I'm going to be debt free. God's moving on my behalf in my marriage. No mystery. We're going to be happy. I want to have a baby. My wife is going to be pregnant today. No mystery. I believe and receive it by faith. I call that baby in now in Jesus name. No mystery. All right. Because see, sometimes and this is going to bless somebody because we lack faith. We give room to all these vague sayings. God was up to this all the time. No, you was up to not believing him. So it took all this time. See how God was, God was moving in it. No, he wasn't. God was waiting for you to believe him. It took you three years to believe him. So you came into manifestation. Yes, sir. Oh, y'all don't like that. We're going to talk about faith tonight. Y'all, that's a crack. I'm not bragging in this, but I am going to be real confident in teaching. I told you I have no problem being a man of God. I'm going to be that. One of the reasons why this little church is moving into a campus like we moving, y'all, in six years, I don't know about you, but I had some faith. Yeah. No, 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 I believed God. But it didn't matter. I believe y'all, I believed God when it was eight people at the uh, kingdom house for Bible study. Amen. I believed them. Amen. I was preaching to a thousand back then. Yeah. I believed them. And on a night with two or three hundred, I believe, I believe I'm already preaching to three thousand. Three thousand souls for Jesus. People say, well, why are you talking about big churches? Who don't want God's church to grow? Right. Why? Why? Why you want to be small? Right. One great philosopher said you can't be big when little got you. <laughs> got a little mindset. How are you going to be bigger? No, I don't want one McDonald's. I want to own 50. Right. Pay Manny got 21 Papa John's. Why can't I have 32? Y'all ain't saying nothing tonight. Somebody say think bigger. That's a crack right there. The way you think. Proverbs 23 and 7. As a man thinketh in his heart. What? So is he. So we're talking about a foothold. So any crack secures the enemy's position in your life. If you're writing any crack secures the enemy's position in your life. Now, please write this down, because I had print my message out and the Holy Ghost said, nope, nope, nope. Go back. Put this line in it. I'm telling you all. That's how God talks to me. He said, go put this line in it because it's critical for the people tonight. So I had to obey him. I went log back on, was already tired. But I said, nope. God, if they need to hear it, I'll make sure they put it in bold. Please write this in your notes. Satan will always hit a person where they are weakest. He's always coming where you're weakest. I'm going to deal with that. Whatever your weakest place is, that's where he's coming. Speaking of cracks, when this tree fell on my business a couple of weeks ago with that storm, the walls in the building that had already been slightly cracked, they weren't compromised, but slightly cracked, those are the walls that now need to be repaired. Because the pressure from that big oak tree caused those pre-crack walls to widen. The other walls like you can't mess with me. I don't got no crack. But the walls that already had the hairline. We had to get an engineer out there to make sure everything's safe. And it is. But the walls that already had a hairline. Those are the ones that got to be replaced. Are you all getting this? The levy that broke in New Orleans was the weakest point in the city. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Satan's always coming where you're weakest. This is why you got to be conscientious. Watch this to shore up every area of your heart that you struggle with. I'll give you uh, uh, ideas and themes about where you can be weak. This is a big one in the church today. If you're weak minded as it pertains to money, that's where Satan's coming they going to throw you off on some money stuff. And I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, having a lot of money either. I, I'm talking about people who are weak minded in giving, or, or you're weak minded in your viewpoint of money or you think you got to live in poverty. That's where Satan's coming. People get what they confess. Did you know that? If you're weak as it pertains to sickness, make no mistake. We getting ready to go into September, October. You start confessing this flu season. Get ready. Get ready to feel hot just like this. Body temperature going through the roof. Yo, that's why I ain't wearing no tie tonight. I said, no way. Past couple of weeks, boy, I don't know what's going on. But, Mm-mm. I can't breathe. Mm-mm. No, not tonight. No, well, get ready. You're going to be hot. You're going to be dizzy. You're going you're gonna to get the flu. You've been confessing this flu season. That's where you, you believe in the flu. God going to honor that. He's going to say, angels, back off. He wants the flu. Let him enjoy it. Maybe you like that achy feeling. I mean, come on, y'all. We're just having fun. I hope I'm not making you mad. Satan's coming where you're weakest. My brother, if you still, every now and again, eyeball a little pornography, okay, that pornography is not going to stay uh, as heterosexual pornography. My brother or my sister. It's going to segue into threesomes. It's going to segue into foursomes. Then it's going to segue into a little gay porn. Then before you know it, your your whole ideology of sexuality is going to be so skewed that you won't be able to put two and two together. You look at your wife like she's the enemy because that's spiritual infiltration. The devil got in a crack. If you're a social drinker, get ready to be a drunkard. That's a crack. He's coming where you're weak. You got to have a little wine every now and again. That's where the enemy's coming. Come on, y'all. We going to the blessing, but I'm a pastor first. Can't get to the blessing if you don't cross this threshold. If you got to have a little bit every now and again, let me tell you what the enemy has for you. He got something called a trial. He's going to make you real down and out. And whereas you could just have one or two. Before you know it, you're going to be drinking a lot more than you used to drink and drinking a lot more be- than you used to drink turns into getting to your job late because now you got a hangover. Then they got to write you up three times. and Now you're really going under. OK, then after losing your job, you find yourself no harm in this. But hear me soberly, you find yourself in alcohol rehab, right. a 28 day program. And all of that blossom from being first a social drink. Somebody say that was a crack. crack. Are you all still with me tonight? Satan's coming where you are weakest. So now let's get back in this thing, because I don't want to bore you tonight. I want you to understand that Satan is coming where you're weakest. Go to Proverbs 25 and 28. I shared this lesson with my sweet wife and she's an adamant, awesome teacher herself. And she gave me this scripture and I said, I have got to share that with the people tonight. Because wherever you lack the ability to put up barriers, that's where the enemy's coming. That's what he wants. Satan knows he's not going to get me. Well, first of all, let me go ahead and confess this. He ain't getting get me on no platform. (laughs) I don't know about you. Certain things I just matured through. I'm grown. I ain't doing that no more. Amen. But I'm going to use an example. If you're one of the people and you used to have a certain habit. Why would Satan tip you at something else? He's coming at what you battle. He's coming in that area. I'm going to give you some points on what those areas look like in a second. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 25 and 28. This backs up my point. Like a city with breach walls is a man without self-control. Like a city with breach walls. You know what breach walls are, church? Crack walls or no walls. Broken walls. Well, in Old Testament, in old days, anytime a city had breached walls, remember Jericho and all those big cities with major walls? One of the reasons why they had big walls, y'all understand this is that was their security. Remember the wall of Berlin? We can even come to our day. Y'all, that kept certain people out. Even America's fighting that right now. I have no opinion about it. But they're fighting it right now. Who gets to come in the country done? You know, you got certain politicians saying, Well, let's just build a big wall around the nation. Could anybody be more of an idiot? <laughs> I mean, sometimes you say to yourself, I mean, do these people have any sense? I got a good buddy, this gonna crack you up, my God. And I I said, is he serious? So I got I got a good buddy and um, one of his friends, psychiatrist. Uh, one of his friends um, decided that he wanted a deer farm. Now, hear this, y'all. I didn't say an ant farm. Amen. I, I didn't say cows. I said a deer farm. Now, in my backyard, and I've, I've shared this with you. Deer have showed up in my backyard before. I've, I've seen deer out there. I love it when they decide to come drink in the water back. There's a little uh, water running back there. And so they'll come drink in the water sometime after New Year's Eve. We got home. It was five in the front yard. I told you about that on the end of a 21 day fast. I saw seven. God speaks to me through animals. I mean, he just does that, you know. So I saw seven number of completion. God was letting me know he did a complete work. Five number of grace. I'm with you beginning of the year. But my friend's friend wanted to have a deer farm. Now, somebody say that's too far. Because understand the nature of a deer is not to stay in your backyard. By default, they just don't do that. If they do that, that means developmentally something's off. They don't stay in people's backyard. They're not made that way. Well, needless to say, he had a little pocket change. So guess what he did? He went and got a bunch of deer. He had a lot of acreage on his lot. He built a fence. He drove his truck. Y'all, true story. Drove his truck full of deer to his farmhouse with his fence in the backyard, he backs the pickup truck out. He lets the deer out of his truck, like Rudolph and the other reindeer. You follow me? And they come down in his backyard. They look around, and they're like, thank you. And they leaped over the fence and went back to where they're from. You can't have a deer farm. Yo, that's a true story. You say, Pastor, what kind of friends you got? I don't know. That's a true story. OK. So, so, I mean, you know, that's symbolic of people who want to put walls up to keep certain people out. Then you shouldn't hate people anyway. But that's a whole nother lesson. But like breach walls, though, in that day, they would build walls bigger than this church, though. You see, Jericho walls were. Oh, my God. They were colossal. You you couldn't climb Jericho. Bible talks about how no one could get in. No one could get out. That's a wall. Okay, well, that's how it works in the heavenlies. When you're walking with God, y'all, let me give you the biblical uh, uh, comparison. Job had a hedge. You know what a hedge is? A wall in the spirit. The only reason why this church is not being shot up tonight by people who hate the gospel is because you got a hedge. Sometimes I reflect, you know how much the devil hates me. You know, I'd have been dead a long time ago if he had his way. But I got a hedge. It's called the angels of the Lord are in camp round about him that feareth him and delivereth them. The Bible says he sends his angel and give them charge over us. Y'all in the spirit realm, we got a hedge. But now when you get off of God's pay ledger. That's good. When you change your mind about obedience to God, you put, put implement a crack. God still loves you. Notice in our text tonight, he said, I wanted to be merciful to you. I wanted to be gracious to you. I still love you. I still have a plan for your life. But because you will not listen and do things my way, you have cracked my will. You have cracked what I want to do. I'm getting ready to show this to you. Let's keep going so I don't lose time. Flip back to Isaiah 30 and 15. Listen to what God says. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The Holy One of Israel says in repentance and rest is your what? Salvation and quietness and trust is your strength. This is where I wanted to get to. But you would have none of it. God says, I wanted to do all these things for you. I want to bless you. I want to fortify you like a strong city where the devil can't do a thing with you, but you would have none of it. Now, go to a familiar passage. Go to Jeremiah 29. This is another word God wanted me to share with you. Because God says, I have some things that I want to do. I have some thoughts that I think towards you. Somebody shout, God wants me blessed. God wants me well. Come on, say it. God wants me favored. Come on. God wants me walking in abundance. God wants me doing good. Glory to God. God says, I got all these plans for you. Now, look at Israel, even in Jeremiah 29. And we quote this without context. God had to give them this word as they were going into bondage. They're getting ready to go to Babylonian captivity. But God is still telling them how much he wants to bless them. How much he wants to be with them. Look at Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the what plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Then he gives them a hint. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a what? Expected in. One translation says to give you a future and to give you a hope. But this is where we wrap it up. They are plans for good. You with me? Plans for good. And I'm really teaching this crack message from the the standpoint of positive affirmation, because watch this. I personally don't want to see anybody with breach walls. I personally don't enjoy disasters. Anybody here tonight? I personally don't like the idea of getting phone calls at two in the morning because something has occurred. Because somebody had a crack that they didn't take care of. Y'all not going to say, man, but I'm right. Anybody on my street tonight? I don't know about you. God says I got plans of peace, plans of prosperity, plans of favor. I like the kind of calls I got from my members this week, like the one I got from Brother Faraji saying he had been admitted to University of North Carolina. I, that, that's a that's that's favor. That's a that's a good thing. Or from Silent Christians saying that uh, her master's degree program decided to waive her GRE requirement. I, are you with me tonight? I, I like those kinds of. I would tell you about some other folk who closing on tomorrow, but I'm going to wait to Sunday. Got their new house. Are you with me? No, that's the kind of news God has for you. God said, I do have a townhouse for you. I got favor for you, man. I got a baby for you, married couple, if you want to have one. Yeah, I got money for you if, if you if you need some or desire more. Just don't love it. Amen. Let me go ahead and do a litmus test. How many people in here can see yourself financially blessed beyond measure? You all right with that? Anybody in here all right with that? So now see, everybody who didn't raise their hand... That's what you're going to get. And I'm not mad at you and I'm not going to be mean, but I'm going to say it. Now, if you can't put your little hand up off of a simple question like that. What did we talk about last week? A teachable spirit. You ain't ready. Pastor, that was hard. No one you're not ready. I just asked a simple question. I said, how many people in here? I'm going to give you one more shot. And you keep your hand down if you want to. You can, but I'm I'm just going to be a good pastor. I said, how many people in here could see their self financially blessed beyond measure in this place? How many people like that? Amen. All right. Amen. My brother who kept his hand down, you won't be. you won't be. Some people say, oh, he don't tell me what to do. You're right. You don't have to be. As a man thinketh in his so is he. You want to be broke, busted, and disgusted? How many of you know you don't rebuke people for not wanting to be blessed? Rebuke? Baby, that's on you. You know, my wife and I say to each other all the time, y'all, we love you. We got a good family though. We say to our t- ourselves all the time, especially when I'm working with, with some of my hard headed members, my wife always encourages me. She says, You know what though, Dare? Them not listening has no impact on our quality of life. I said, Baby, you're right. <laughs> my life, man, my quality, it ain't changing. Are you kidding me? No, bearing. Watch this. I'm going to brag a little bit. Lord bless me so good today. Man, I took my day off, boy. Lauren's birthday is this weekend, so I spent time with her. Oh, man, we had some good Panera salads today. We had some fun. They watched TV. Sweet wife did what she wanted to do. Before you know it, we was taking a dip in the pool because it's too hot to do anything but go swimming. So my eyes are red tonight. It's not because I'm tired. Chlorine. Come on, somebody. But see, I like that lifestyle. I like the good life. I like going home to my wife and I'm going to stay there because, see, I'm not going to let people with cracks run the message in the rug. You got cracks, you keep them. (laughs) But I like going home to my sweet wife and she pretty. Her and Lauren going to get their nails done. Amen. I'm letting the office know I ain't coming in today. 'Cause I got clout and I can do that. Oh, I got a good one. I ain't going in tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to my members closing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and watch this. I'm going to rub it in because ain't nobody mad but the devil. Ain't nobody mad but somebody broke, busted, and disgusted who ain't listening in the past season. Be mad. But if you're in here and you're on Blessed Street, go ahead and give God a great shout of praise and let folks with cracks be upset. Amen. Amen. Is that all right, James? Man, I get out of that clothes tomorrow. You know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to the mall. Jeremiah 29 11 said, He got thoughts of peace for me. i am be aggravated all my life. I worry about that little building project. That's small on God's telescope. I don't even think I'm going there tomorrow. They'll figure it out. I can't figure it out anyway. Are y'all with me? Is that not good? Thoughts are good and out of evil. Now, let me go ahead and be Gabe Rogers. How many people in here want to be blessed abundantly and beyond measure? (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to go to a church with a bunch of broke, busted and frustrated people. You dry, sad things going under. I don't enjoy folks like that around me. Amen. That's for the church or the chosen frozen. They they're around the corner. They, you know, they like, you know, messy stuff. No, man. Men here that's married, they just kissing their wife. Parents love their kids. My kids, I don't, I don't despise. Them. I love my kids. Man, me and Lauren, shoot, we don't learn. We both in swimming lessons. Boy and Gabe, and we don't learn how to go underwater and blow bubbles out of our nose. We was blowing bubbles all afternoon. Amen. that's a good life his sweet wife had ordered the food it got him <laughs> Shuts. that's a good life James I ain't going to work tomorrow I'm going to my members closing yeah James said me either I know that's right James go ahead brother I'm not going to say your last name just in case your manager get this CD uh, but you don't have to go I know you, you got the same power so amen brother don't go That's my mentee. I can tease him like that. All right. So now there are four key areas that the enemy attacks in order to create and expand cracks in your life. Four key areas that the enemy attacks in order to create and expand cracks in your life. You ready? It's the acronym safe. (laughs) This is good. Safe. Number one, sin. That's one area where the enemy can use to make a crack in your life. Put next to sin, willful neglect of God. Write the scripture down because you don't have time to go to tonight. But Isaiah 3, chapter 10, uh, Isaiah, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 10 through 11. Say to the righteous, it shall be well, but say to the wicked, it shall be ill, for they will all eat the fruit of their doing. Well, if the wicked are, are having ill, that's a crack and they eating the fruit of, the, of, of their doing. But if the righteous to save those who are not practicing willful sin, okay, that is an area that's going to keep them what? Safe. Somebody shout, safe. safe. Another area that'll put a crack in your life is attitude. This is a good acronym, y'all. I might put it in a book. Attitude. What do I mean by attitude? Negativity. That's why I didn't let negative folk drive this Bible study down. Negativity. Amen. I don't let somebody sit there like someone threw their lollipop in the sand. You're not going to throw me off? I've been preaching too long for for one thing. I I can look. You know, Jeremiah said look past their face. I can look right at you. You. I can do that, too. You got a bad attitude. Check yourself. What's up with that attitude? You ought to be getting up every day saying this is the day. The Lord has made. Baby, I wake up every day. First of all, I read a book. I'm reading Jesse Planet's book now called Living at the Top. Oh, man, you ought to order that. I read a chapter of my book every day. It's got scriptures in it. So that becomes my meditation. And then I kiss my wife. I say, baby, this going to be an awesome day. Woo! God, gonna move today. We're going to have some favor today. And I can't tell you the last day that I've seen where we didn't have favor. Amen. I told you about the building project. They were getting our little coffee room ready, y'all. <laughs> and they said, "Well, you know, Pastor, uh, we got the cabinets in the bottom in the budget, but the ones on top are not in the budget." And so I just said, "Okay." I said, "Praise the Lord," and I left because what they did, what I'm gonna do about that? You know, I left. So I came back the next day and he said, you know, we went back over things. Looks like we found what we needed to put the cabinets in the room. Well, that I mean, I, I expected that. I didn't have any other. What was I going to do? Hebrew word bemoan the rest of the night about some cabinets. No, they're going to be there before opening day. My hands are not grinding together over no cabinets. I'm going to blow bubbles underwater. You gotta breathe out your nose, you can't take it out your mouth. It's bad swimming. Amen. I'm learning. You gotta have a positive attitude. I'm serious, that's why I'm making you laugh tonight. Enjoy life. That's how you get cracks to not be cracks. Some people they so pessimistic things. Oh my god, glass is always half empty. It's too hot, it's too cold, it's too whatever. You know, I told Dave the other Sunday, I said, if the only thing we got to complain about is it's too hot, then I think our response should be just put some shorts on. Put shorts and a tank top on. Adjust. Follow me. He and I cracked up about that. Everybody say my attitude is going to be right. Right. But the F in safe is faith. Y'all put this in your parentheses. Expectation is a must. You got to have faith. And that's a place where the enemy will try to put a crack. He'll tell you it ain't going to happen. Says who? Romans three, let God be true. And every man alive. Numbers 23, if God said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, shall he not bring it to pass? This is why God told Israel in Psalm 30, I wanted you to trust me, but you would not. Your faith. How you know things going to be okay? Faith. We don't have to have a bunch of cracks in our belief system. I'm telling you, and maybe it's because of the book I'm reading and, and I'm not preaching anybody's stuff, but I'm telling you, you really can live on top of this world. I mean, everybody else stressed out, frustrated, going through, having a hard time. Not you. You're safe. Everybody else struggling. Not me. No, I'm not struggling. No, I was on my way to Bible study and forgive me. That's why praise and worship went so long. We left in time, but a a, a truck turned all the way over. And I'm praying that everything's okay with that gentleman driving that truck. But, y'all, I was in the traffic. I looked at my wife because, you know, I had the day off. So I looked at her and I said, you know what we do with situations like this? Wait till we get through it. I mean, can I run outside of the Honda Odyssey and jog to church? (laughs) I think I just need to obey these traffic rules and wait till I get there and have a good attitude. But, oh, I'm talking about faith. Faith. Somebody say, believe God. I'm going to teach on this one night. But do you know even demons have greater faith than some people? The Bible says demons believe and tremble. They believe God. That's why they tremble. I can give you so many biblical examples. Before Joshua would get to a city, the demons in that city, the people in that city would be nervous. They would be going through. The Bible says that because they knew the authority that Joshua functioned in. You're supposed to be operating in kingdom authority so that nothing, nothing can set you back. Yes, we are healthy. We walk in abundant health. No, we are rich. Amen. We walk in abundance finances. We have everything we need and then some. Why do you need to have everything you need and then some? Because you got to bless somebody else. You got to do what this church did on Sunday. You got to be so blessed that when somebody wants to go to trade school, they don't have to wait six months to save up for it because you got overflow in your life. You can make sure that they have what they need in their life. How are you going to be a blessing if you don't ever get the overflow? Am I teaching okay tonight? But if you're going to get the overflow, you're going to have to have faith in overflow. Faith in more than enough. Baby, start seeing yourself six figures, seven figures and beyond. My God, position your mind. Glory to God. Get your faith in agreement with God and know that God has it for the righteous. Care what your background is, which is a good lead into the E. The second or the fourth component of safe that causes people to experience uh, cracks is experiences. That is write This in your notes, past experiences towards condemnation. Y'all condemnation, your past experiences, everybody say safe, your past experiences that you meditate on, they will keep you living beneath your privileges. Satan's good at that. Whenever a person's trying to get their life together, and I'm teaching good and I won't finish this tonight. We're just going to have to continue it. But whenever somebody finally gets their life together and is on track with Jesus, let me encourage you for a little bit. The only thing Satan can do, especially because you don't have any new junk, is accuse you of the old junk. Keep you locked into who you used to do, what you used to do, what you didn't do right, how you messed up, how you, you, you missed that opportunity. Well, we talked about don't miss your turn on Sunday. But how many of you know, even if you missed a turn or two, you ought not meditate on the touchdown you didn't get last series. Because if you meditate on what you didn't get last series, you're going to be back on the field again and somebody's going to knock your block off. It's a new play. Get that revelation. Any football player that gets knocked down this play, he understands he better get back in his posture the next time or that same guy is coming where he's weakest. Your past experiences. Somebody say my past is the devil's problem. Glory to God. It's not my problem anymore. You are safe when you shore up those areas. Number one, willful sin. Somebody say I'm not sinning on purpose. Number two, attitude. Somebody say I'm gonna keep a positive attitude. Y'all, sometimes a positive attitude is just basic agreeableness. Did you know that? Do you know positive attitude sometimes mean go with positivity? Sometimes because the enemy's so strategic, he will put in us to rebut everything. Oh, I'm teaching good. Instead of latching hold to, getting on board with, the enemy just make you, yeah, I know that's right, but, well, how about this, though? And I'm going to keep going back here because I can tell some people caught on to this when we should have the posture of student. Amen. Instead of me having a bunch of, yeah, buts, okay, nope, I got power, okay, that's what you think, amen. That's, good. that's what you're saying, amen. That's right. I'm receiving that word with gladness, Amen. amen. I was in church one, I don't know if I was, no, I wasn't there. I heard this story. In fact, maybe he, you know, he didn't tell me. One of his members told me about it. But, um, Pastor Wooden was teaching and, and, and good for him. And, um, one of his leaders was sitting way in the back and as if, um, everything the pastor was saying was foreign to him. So somewhere in the message, he just finally stopped. And I won't say the brother's name, but he said, you know, brother pseudo name, brother Jackson, you act like you don't agree. Good. Why, you, why are you sitting back there like, you know, you didn't say amen. You act like you don't agree. Y'all, that's good. Watch this. You a leader with influence in my church. No, you got influence I gave you. Oh, I'm going to stand on that. You you can't and let me go ahead and be apostolic. You can't lead none of my sheep here and not agree with me. No, 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 no. I love them all. Amen. But you you can't teach. You can't lead a cluster. You can't. If you got issue with something I'm teaching, maybe start you up a church. Get you a following. Further, that's a bad attitude. The pastor ought not have to pull on you and yank on you to say, man, it ought to roll off your tongue. The Bible says that the church received the word with gladness, agreeableness. No, we agree. We are aligned with that. But because the enemy has done such a good job of putting a cloak and yokes and bondage on people, y'all, we go. Sometimes we go to church like people old or something. But watch this. We didn't break your life up. You got those cracks before you came to Bible study. I got five hand claps over here. We're here to help you repair them, but we did not break your life up. Boy, I'm right apostolic tonight. Now, in order to shore up the breaches, and maybe I'll save this for next week, but I'm going to give them to you. You ready? In order to shore up the breaches, we need the following. Number one, a code book. (laughs) Number two, an inspector. Number three, the right building material. Somebody say your heart. And number four, the right general contractor. Number one, we need a code book. I won't get through all of these, but go to Psalm 119, verse 105 through 106. And we're just going to work this thing because, you know, for my young people, you're not going to mess your life up because you're going to fix cracks now. For my older people getting back on track, you're not going to make another crazy decision that's going to expand a crack in your life. Is that all right? Anybody here like me? You just don't want to fall off any more cliffs. I'm not interested, y'all. Y'all watch this. I have lived in lack before because I mismanaged money. This was years ago. Y'all, that will never happen to me again. Never. I promised the Lord he helped me get back up, make things happen. And this has been 20 years or more for me. Oh, no, 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 no. I won't make those decisions. God, I'm going to do it your way. And for me, it was a small thing. I was coming out of college and my parents had given me a car. But because, where my young people at, because I had to have the new expedition. I got it. Amen. I got it, y'all. I got that expedition. My mom and daddy tried to tell me, say, won't you just keep what we gave you? It's paid for. You just need a good car. It's working fine. I said, well, no, I don't graduated. I just need to enjoy myself. some." I got that expedition. But I tell you what, three months into that expedition, it got me. Boy, I was working so many jobs. To keep that thing afloat, that's when First Union was here. I worked Operations First Union at night, got up, worked Century 21 during the day, and then went and played for the church at night just to stay afloat. Tired, Lord (laughs) Jesus, but I got to do what I got to do because I done made a decision that created a crack in my life. But slap somebody a high five and tell them I ain't buying nothing else that I shouldn't be buying. (laughs) (laughs) Did y'all get that revelation? You telling the choir off just because you didn't get enough sleep. Talking about some sopranos! I gave y'all the note eight times! Golly! You didn't get no sleep. Then got off a third shift. And they ain't selling real estate during the day, century 21. Boy, I used to be so tired I'd fall asleep at a red light. Hey, Amen. But I had to pay my mortgage. I had to pay for that car. I had to Parents tried to tell me. That one moment changed five years of my life. Five year car payment. I paid that thing off, boy. In fact, why am I still driving that car, pastor in this church? Y'all see how long I had that car? Y'all, I was in college 20 years ago. Seriously. Did you get that revelation? The only thing that made me move up is it wouldn't pass inspection. Didn't want to. That was a crack in my life. Amen. It was close to this church, wasn't it? I had already traded. it. No, I still had that. Yeah, you drove it for me. Yeah. Boy, that car meant something in my life. You like that? See me showing you my wounds? Somebody say I'm listening this time. Come on, we don't have time. It's only two minutes. But go to Psalm 119. Amen. I love, I'm, I'm a pastor. I love you. Amen. Don't mess your life up. No more cracks. Thank you, Sylvester. No more. Psalm one nineteen, one hundred five 105 through 106. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a what church? A light to my path. Now watch this. I have sworn and I will confirm it that I will keep your righteous ordinances. Now, hone in on that word ordinances. As you build anything commercial or even residential, y'all, they got ordinances. And like that inspector or whomever, even your HOA, whatever, they come and they see you outside of the ordinances. They can make you tear down a place that you just built over there at the property. It's amazing. Y'all, if they get something an inch off on the drawings or something, they'll tell the architect, you need to redraw that. They're, they're figuring out how to do a wall right now in our church because the ordinance, the city code says you got to have a certain amount of turnaround space. You got to have a certain amount of it. Nope, if you're going to have these steps, you're going to have to have a handicap list. You've got to abide by certain ordinances. But watch this. Those ordinances are in place to protect them. They're there to. What is God saying? What is the code, y'all? I wish I had more time. What is the code book? The word of God. Is anybody with me? Are you all tired? The word of God. Instructions on how the wall should be built. Is that all right, church? Thy word, Jonathan, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm not doing anything to outside of the word of God. Well, why do you believe in wealth and abundance? Because the word says it. Genesis 13 says Abraham was very rich. That's why I believe in it. Why do you believe that man should love one woman? The word says it. He made Adam and Eve. Come on. The word taught me that. The word teaches us all things. How many people still with me? I know it's warm, but can we let the spirit flow a little bit? I don't feel finished yet. The word. The word. Elliot, y'all go to Silent Christian, a second, second theme. The word. I'm gonna let you go. But the word you got to have my feelings say, my first reaction is, what does God's word say about this situation? Your relative get cancer? What does God's word say about cancer? It says that by his stripes, we were healed. Call on the elders of the church, lay some oil, and believe God to heal that cancer. Not because you feel like he's going to heal it, but because God's word says that he's here. I wish I had a witness in the church tonight. Seem like a cloak just came on me. How many people in here, you believe the word? You love the word. You live the word. It's by the word that you're going to get your job. It's by the word that you're going to get your money. It's by the word that you're going to get in the college, glory to God. You're going to build your house by the word. Somebody shout, I love the word. word. See, when you love the word, it'll be hot and you ain't ready to go home. When you love the word, you're burning up. But you're like, give me more because the kingdom suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Don't cut me short. Give me all the word I can get because I want to eat good tonight. Somebody shout, "I I love the word. Glory to God. If you know we got the devil running, give God great praise in this place. He's scared of you because you're getting the word. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Somebody say flow Holy Ghost. The the second piece you need is the inspector. You got to have the word if you're going to build the right building, the right wall. But then you got to have An inspector. Go to John 16, 13. Come on. I'm telling you on Sunday, we won't charge no more. You get two for one on this if you want it. Five dollars. You can have it. I just just want God's people full. And I'm not saying this arrogantly, but I want you as full as I am. Y'all, watch this. I'm walking in such an anointing these days. I don't have time to tell you about the personal things and encounters and in favor that I'm seeing that don't make any logical sense. I just don't I, I didn't have time tonight, y'all. And I'm not going to keep this anointing to myself. I'm going to share it with somebody who's oiled for it. Anybody ready for it tonight? Come on, let's go a little bit deeper, Miss Monique. You need an inspector. Who is the inspector? The Holy Spirit. The guidance of the Holy Spirit, you can write this if you want. The guidance of the Holy Spirit is there to make sure that things are being built correctly in your life. Because, see, you can have the word, but if you don't have the appropriation of the word, you can have... The, know the Bible cover to cover. But if you don't have the right appropriation, rightly dividing the word of truth, knowing where to apply what, how many of you know the devil can still get you? OK, let me say it this way. How many of you know somebody who does that read the Bible in a year type stuff and they still don't win in life? They did read Genesis, to revelation, but they never got revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge comes from the Holy Ghost. You've got to have the inspector in your life, the Holy Ghost, so that when you're reading the word, he is now interpreting that word in your spirit. John 16, 13. How be it when he the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you in how many truths? How many truths, church? Okay, so he'll guide you in all truths, which means that you don't have to put any more religion on your life. So you don't have to say God wanted me to go through this just because of da 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 da. No, he'll lead you in the truth. The truth is, you need to resist the devil, and he will flee. Now that's the truth. God wanted me sick because he was doing the no no no. Now let's learn the truth about that. The truth is, Psalm 103, that healing is a benefit to all believers. Right. Y'all, I'm teaching faith now. Amen. Now, religion says you embrace it, you, you receive it, you hold it, and you die by it. No. The truth is, you can be relieved of it. Amen. Oh, I'm going here tonight. They say all mental health disorders are permanent. The devil is a liar. Right. No, you had bipolar. Right. You had past tense depression. But the truth is, when you met Jesus, glory to God, he turned your morning Psalm 30 into dancing. I wish I had a church tonight. When you met Jesus, every demonic spirit of toxic emotions, every spirit of fear, After all, the Bible says God hath not given the spirit of fear. And I tell people all the time who have anxiety, I don't want anything that God didn't give. And if God didn't give anxiety, I don't have to have anxiety because by his strikes, not only is my physical body healed, but my mind is healed. Glory to God. Are you in here tonight? Somebody say, I want, I want the truth. Come on, we're almost done. Stop telling me I got to suffer and I got to go through and I got, and suffer is temporary. In this world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer attitude. Yeah. Be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Come on, church. Let's walk through this thing. Somebody say, I want the truth. I want the, I want the Holy Ghost to give me the truth. The truth is, I don't have to live like this. Right. To our precious member that's closing on tomorrow morning. That individual realize the truth. Pastor, why you keep using those examples? Because we got somebody closing every week. You do know favor is contagious. Well, what's all all that's happening over here at the kingdom is some folk, folk coming into the truth. I don't got to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I said something the other week in church and if you'll receive it, it'll happen in your life. I said you can actually have a job that you hate leaving. No, it'll be no Blue Monday. You like going to. Y'all call it braggadocious, but I'm going to stay right there. I don't hate any day of the week. Now, my favorite is Sunday because I get to hold you captive. I'm done. But y'all, I don't hate any day of the week. Not one. I love Monday. I love Tuesday. Wednesday, yup. Yeah, fast day. I love it. I'm just going to embrace it. I like fasting because I want enough power to cast the devil out. So I, I, I'm going fast with joy. Come on. Can't wait the Thursday night to see you because I love you. Then Friday, I love it. Are you in here? And that's a word for somebody tonight who you are in travail, even on your job. The truth is you can have a job you enjoy. Somebody who's in travail in their marriage. Truth is, you can have a husband that you can't wait to see. A wife that you just hated when she even leave the house to get her hair done. When you coming back? How long this hair do last? come on church man that's a blessing so this the kind that lasts a long time oh. somebody shout hallelujah you can have a husband that you can't stand it when he drives off somebody shout I want the truth you see, this world is going crazy. All these folk battling over these laws and you see me battle it, too. And all oh, just this wicked stuff. And I'm going to keep fighting it because that's my job. But God just told me to remind the saints that we live in Goshen. We're set apart. This world doesn't run us. We are not cracked like the city of Charlotte and, and their crazy ideologies about bathroom. We're just not even a part of that. Right. We stand against it. We stand against it. I'm not going to be like those contemporary preachers that's coming out with reality TV shows. Endorsing open marriage. They got a new show coming out called Preachers. The devil is a liar. False preachers. That's what they are. False prophets. You're a false prophet. If you got enough money to put into a TV show, put something on TV that's going to get folks saved. Help folk understand the wickedness of this culture. Do that. We we, we don't need we don't need any false reality shows. Do something helpful. But I'm not going to fall prey to the misery of this world. I get out of church tonight. I'm going home in peace. I'm give me some sleepy time tea because it's gonna take that for me to calm down tonight. Relax. Probably read some more of my book. Wake up in the morning, enjoy my members' closing. Amen. Go from there. And I told you I'm going to the mall and I'm gonna enjoy Lauren's birthday. It's her birthday this weekend. And did I say I was off Saturday too? Oh, I ain't gonna work Saturday. No. No. I ain't going. Y'all like that? Man, that's the good life. The next time I think I'm going to leave the house is when I put another suit on and come to church on Sunday. Unless I take the baby girl somewhere. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe. Everybody say, I want the truth. The truth is you can live a good life. Now work your way right on up to it. Don't stop working. Do what you got to do. Knock it down. Hard work. Put it in. Amen. And I keep telling those stories about me. But don't worry, I hadn't arrived yet. And I've arrived in the spirit. My faith is already there. But by faith, you never coast in life. You're always going to be busy about your father's business. You just have off times. But now you're busy. You're functioning. you got to get up and go. Hey Amen. most of my days are 15-hour days. That's normal for me. So when I'm just having to be off a half a day or two, make no mistake, that's just not the norm. Because, but, but the things you do work, we almost go home. The things you work, you will enjoy. Going to manage our project, that's not taxing for me. I enjoy that. Somebody say, I want the truth. Want the, truth. the truth is you can live a good life. Somebody say, no more cracks. No more. All right, we're almost home. Number three, what do you need? The right building material. God, this is good. Don't build your wall out of sand. Don't build your wall out of sand. What is the right building material? Y'all, you got it. This is the heart variable. Somebody said it before I can get it out. You're right. This is the heart variable. Go to Psalm 51 and 10. God, this is when it gets good. See, I'm setting you up for personal development month next month. We're going to have an awesome time. Don't miss a Bible study. I plan to be at all of them. I'm setting you up for where we're going. Uh, we'll still do some things, uh, counselings and things on the side, youth ministry meetings. But I want us to worship as a family because I really want to teach you these principles. But check this out. Everybody understand that you got to have the right building material for God to sure up your walls, for God to make sure that you build the right product. Let's, let's figure this out. Psalm 51 and 10. I'm almost done. Thank you for being patient with me. Psalm 51 and 10. What does the Bible say? Come on. Ready? Read. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right. Right. What within me? Spirit within me. Spirit is nothing more than an attitude. That's all the spirit is. You ever meet somebody and you just say they just got the wrong spirit. You know what you discerned? They have the wrong attitude. Attitudes are governed and driven by spirits. A person who's haughty and angry and frustrated. Well, there is often a demonic spirit driving. A demonic spirit drives that bad attitude. Sometimes it got there through their experiences in life. Sometimes it got there through other things. Sometimes it got there through their own rebellion. Sometimes it got there because, you know, they watch Diaries of a Mad Black Woman or something. But however, the spirit got in. And it drives their attitude. So see, the material is your heart. The building material is God created me, Jeff, the right spirit. A clean heart and renewing me the right spirit. God, give me the right building material. What is God saying? God, help me to always remain teachable. Now, that's the right heart. God, help me to be teachable. Help me. I look at those four sweet children and two of them, you know, they still growing into this. But the older two, man, one of the things that 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 makes me just want to embrace them and love them more is when they have this inquisitive, humble disposition about any subject matter. They want to learn from their father. They want to come and sit with me on the patio and ask me 20 questions about a certain subject matter. They are teachable. They're able to be molded. They're able to be created into something awesome later in life. And it's those nuggets and those deposits that their father makes in them that they will never forget. Well, you know what God is saying? You're my children. God says, I want to pour into you. But in order for me to pour into you. We got to have. Notice I didn't say you. I'm included in that number. We got to have the right heart. We got to have the right building material. I I, I went in the building the other day and they, they got all this material in there and they just dropped off all this drywall. And they dropped off all this insulation. Now, we won't do a whole lesson on this. But now the insulation in the roof is different from the insulation that's in the wall. Some got R30, some got R15. Well, one of the things that they they they, they understand and know is that we got to put the right product, the right place. God says everything I want to do in your life. You know, I want to do stuff in your product pertaining to your marriage. Pertaining to your money, pertaining to your employment, pertaining to your health. And you got to have the right heart in all those domains, in your roof, this chamber of your heart and that chamber of your heart. In every area of your heart, you got to have the right degree of openness. I've seen this and this is revelation knowledge for you. I've seen people be open to one side of God, but close to another. Those are the people that say, I believe in some of that. They're open to one side of God. I've seen soldiers for Christ who are good at defending the faith. They're good apologists. But when it comes down to believing God for prosperity, they fail. I believe in this, but I don't believe in that. Well, y'all, here's a setup for a personal development month. How come we can't have all of God? No, no, no. How come we can't fight for the cross and then go home and just be in peace. Y'all think about that. What would that be like? Watch this. I'm going out on a limb. No struggle. Do you know Satan has convinced and I got your attention now. Satan has convinced many of us that you got to have a certain area of struggle somewhere. Woo! we going deep now. What if you believed God in every area to where he you had total peace? No struggle, no lack. Come down to your marriage, your marriage is thriving. No struggle. Come down to your money, the only question you have at the end of dinner is which account? Right. right. Praise God. See, I got your attention now. Oh yeah. Baby, which one are we using tonight? Oh, it don't matter. No struggle. Children acting right. No struggle. Happy, peace. But the world has convinced us to harden our heart. And because we harden our heart to certain teachings, to certain philosophies, that's where your crack is. That's where the seam is. And that's the wall where Satan's going to snipe you out. I've known people who are really good at being big givers, but they're bad receivers. You got to have both. All right. Somebody say, I got a clean heart. Last but not least, not only do you need the right building material, number four, we need, and we're going home, the right general contractor. Now, the inspector is different from the general contractor. We're sealing up these cracks. I hope you got the lesson tonight. And I'm going home after this. Guess who the right general contractor is? Jesus. God. They're the same. Jesus. Yeah, you got to have the right general contractor. Run over to uh, 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 Romans chapter 12. And we're going home. I know y'all saying, Pastor, how many doors are on this message? Thank you. Thank you. I promise you the next time I say we're going home, we will actually do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But see, I, I, I'm just going to shore up somebody's breaches. It was worth it. Y'all, let's get real philosophical. Thank you, Shanita. Let's, let's go there for a second, Kendra. Thank you. Y'all, Yo, what was we going to be doing anyway? I got to go Where? Where are you going? you going to go home, watch a little TV, drink a smoothie or something. That's good. It's all right. Just eat the word, man. Just get it. Come on. After all, we're a word church. Let's go to Romans 12 and two. And let me show you how Jesus is going, going to put you in a place to where you'll never have a crack in your disposition again. Romans 12 and verse one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the word of God, mercies of God, that you present your bodies. What kind of sacrifice? A living sacrifice. How? Holy. What? Acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service. Now, pause right there. Understand that reasonable service means that's just normal. Y'all, whenever it becomes just normal to do it God's way, you're going to be blessed. Y'all, when it becomes normal, no, no, watch. No, really, stay with me. No, I live holy because it's normal. I'm, I'm not fasting 90 days from drinking or whatever else. This is going to be normal for me. And do that if that's what you need to get off of it, whatever it takes. But this is just going to be normal for me. I'm not, you know, people say I'm I'm fasting from scandal and empire. No, don't watch it. Period. Just just do what's normal, you know. It's just normal. Because after all, Christians aren't getting kicks out of immoral behavior. It's not funny. It's not exciting. What inside of you is like, whoa. You know what we gravitate to? The seed of something inside of us that we really want to do. It's not harmless entertainment. If I'm watching a Lifetime movie and I figure out that it's about an affair, Gabe and Stephanie Rogers turn that channel immediately. I don't want no ideas of what I can do when I'm out of town. It's normal for me not to watch those kind of movies. I'll just watch a Hallmark movie with no plot. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all know some of them movies? You don't know. You be like, that's how it ended? I was hoping for a bigger pinnacle experience, but at least it was clean. All right, come on, let's go to bed. Am I telling it right? Y'all know I'm talking right. Get you a low-budget movie. It's all right. It's just a movie. Why go to hell over a movie? All right. I beseech you therefore brought by the mercy of God. Present your body. What kind of sacrifice? Living, holy, acceptable unto God, which is just normal. But who's the master contractor? Jesus. Watch this. Let me give you some Greek terminology when going home. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the oh, stop right there. The renewing, the renovating, renovatus that's where we get that term from the renovating of your mind why did we teach on cracks tonight and you could say pastor you could have given me this an hour and 40 minutes ago but you needed to wait to the end the reason why we taught on this lesson tonight is is you need Jesus to come and knock out every wall that's not like him and put up every wall that is like him That's the capstone experience. I need Jesus to tear me apart. Anything in me that's not like you, God, take it out and straighten me and put the right material back because I want to be right. I want to be whole. And for God's sake, I want to be saved. And don't leave this out. I want to be blessed. I want to prosper in life. Oh, no, 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 no. Spare me all of the sad stories about struggle and sadness and, and, and hardship. I just, I just I'm not interested in living like that ever again. I want to do it God's way. Let me end this on a positive note. The whole message was positive. I'm so proud of some of my members I see here tonight. You know who you are. I will not call your name, of course, but I'm proud of you. You're showing up. Stay on course. Let me let you in on a secret. There is a such thing as a person who really gets better. I really want to give the devil a black eye. There is a such thing as a person who used to be this and they went through God's renovations, God's change, and things they used to do, they just don't do no more. They're done with it. They've crossed over. I don't want to live like that anymore. When you look for me on Thursday, find me in church because I've changed my mind. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Somebody say, I don't have to live like that anymore. Watch this. Somebody say, I'm not living like that anymore. What is the that you're talking about? Your past, who you used to be. The lying you, the stealing you, the drinking you, the robbing you. Thanks be unto God, I have been what they call delivered. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Sometimes you got to let revelation knowledge flow freely. And it's not just about drinking and smoking all the time. Sometimes it's your faith. You didn't believe God was a healer. Yes, he is. You didn't believe God could give you more than you ever had. Yeah, he can. How come you can't have that too? Come on, I see you. I see some of you breaking through. How come you can't have that, too? In fact, let's not waste no time. You in here, you ready to break on through. Come on, meet me at the altar. How, how come that can't be you? In whatever area it is, we all have breaches somewhere, y'all. We all have them somewhere. The pastor friend of mine said the other day, we all have a blind spot. We all got one. Pastor Gabe's got one. I've had to say, God, work on me in this area. I don't want to be like this in that area. God, I'm real good at that, but I'm not that good at that. We all got them. But I don't have it no more by faith. I'm done with that. Whatever that was. And now, you know, for clarity, my crack is not beating my wife up. It's it's not cheating on my wife. It ain't throwing money in the trash and none of that. Amen. I thank God I got that stuff together. But whatever my stuff is, it's not going to have a crack in me anymore.